10.2. The point of the first part of this Mishnah is a continuation of what we said before in the previous Mishnah, that the moment where the loans are released is the very end of the seventh year. As the Pasuk says, Miketz Shevashanim Tase Shmita. At the end of the seventh year will be the Shmita at the very end. That's what it says in the Devarim Tazavav Pasuk Aleph. So the Mishnah comes to illustrate that point. Now, the way we'll illustrate it is talking about if two people go into partnership over a cow, they're going to slaughter that cow and use that cow to make a big barbecue dinner on the first night of Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah is a two-day holiday, as we know. Um, but the truth is that at least in the time of the Mishnah, prior to the um, predetermination of the calendar, so Rosh Hashanah, the first day, could either be the last day of Elul or the first day of Tishrei of the next year, depending on whether or not there are witnesses who came and testified they saw the new moon. Um, since it was not determinable in advance, the word would be hard to get out in time. So the custom has been since a very long time to keep two days of Rosh Hashanah um, because of that doubt. And that continues till today, even though there's no longer any doubt, um, but we still keep two days of Rosh Hashanah um, as back then. So the point of the Mishnah is that if two people go into partnership with a cow, and one lays out the money and the other owes him reimbursement. Um, and that occurs on the last day of the seventh year. So then um, comes the next day, the second day of Rosh Hashanah will be the first day of the eighth year. And that debt will be released um, because it was a loan um, that had to be repaid and no longer has to be repaid since Shemitah canceled it. Um, whereas if the first day of Rosh Hashanah turned out to be the first day of Tishrei, meaning the first day of the eighth year, so then the deadline of the end of the seventh has passed, and therefore um, the money that the one laid out um, to the other and was to be repaid must still be repaid because there's no release of that loan. Um, the way that the Mishnah describes it, it talks about a chodesh mu'ubar, um, which literally means a pregnant month. Um, in the Mishnah, at least, we're referring to mu'ubar, pregnant month being meaning a month that has 30 days, um, as opposed to 29 days. And a chaser, a deficient month, is one that is only has 29 days. Uh, just in case you aren't clear, the reason why that happens is because the Jewish month is based on um, the sighting of the renewed moon. Um, and the moon's cycle from one renewal to the next is 29 and a half days, which means sometimes the renewed moon is seen after 29, uh, it's, which means... Sometimes a calendar month can be 29 days long because the 30th day marks the beginning of the next month. And sometimes it can be 30 days long because the Rosh Chodesh, the new month, is declared only on the 31st day from the previous time. Um, it was it was Rosh Chodesh. So that being the case, the mission says inside, Hashochet es hapara, if a person slaughters a cow, the chilka barosh Hashanah, and he divides it, with, let's say, one other person, on Rosh Hashanah, each of them using the cow for meat, for dinner, let's say, on Rosh Hashanah, if it was, if Elul, the last day of the year, was Mu'ubar, literally pregnant, meaning it was a 30-day month, and that being the case, the first day of Rosh Hashanah actually was the 30th day of Elul, and really that, the end of the 30th day of Elul is when the Shemitah release of loans will occur, so then Mishamet, comes the next day, the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Now we're a new year, past the seventh year, and the money that was owed from the one fellow to the other um, for his half of the cow is now released. Vi'im lav, but if that month was not, meaning the Elul 
was not a mu'ubar, it wasn't the 30th day month, but rather it was a chaser, a 29th day month. So then, eno mishamet, then the loan that was extended for the meat of the cow occurred already on the first day of Tishrei, um, which is the first day of Rosh Hashanah, and the second day of Rosh Hashanah will be the second day of Tishrei. And that being the case, since the the loan happened on the first day of Tishrei, it's the beginning of the eighth year, and there's no release of loans. Um, in case you're wondering, why would it be, in the previous mission we said that if you go to the store and you buy meat um, on store credit, so then if you pay the next day, if you would intend to pay the next day, let's say, um, Shemitah wouldn't relinquish it because it's just store credit and Shemitah doesn't release store credit, whereas Shemitah does release loans. The question would be, why should it be that to the store, the loan or the would-be loan is not released? I should, correction, I should say, why should it be that in the previous Mishnah, the debt owed for the meat to the store is not released, whereas in our Mishnah, the debt owed to the person who laid out the money for the cow um, is yes released. So one answer is that it's perfectly normal um, to go into a shop, at least in time of the Mishnah, and not pay immediately, but just have um, store credit and have a tab that you repay from time to time. Whereas when it comes to two individual persons, it's not normal for one to um, lay out money for the other and then when the one gives, let's say, the meat to not be reimbursed immediately. That's normal. So by not being reimbursed immediately, it automatically becomes that the one is essentially effectively lending um, money to the other for later repayment. And that's why between two persons, it is mishamet. It does, the loan does get released. Whereas in store credits, person to the store, it is not the case. The Mishra goes on to say that various penalties that are imposed by Bezdin um, such as Ha'ones, Vamafata, Vamoti Shemra, I'll explain in a minute, all those things, and Vachol Ma'asabesin, the truth is, any um, writ, decree, from a Jewish court, the Bezdin, to, that requires someone to pay something, so, Enam Mishamtin, those obligations that are imposed by the court, are not released, just because of Shemitah, so that is to say, for example, I broke your window, the Bezdin says that they repay you $100, that's not a loan to you. That's a financial obligation based on the Bezdin. And that in the case, uh, if Shemitah passes, it doesn't make a difference. I still owe you $100 for your broken window. That would be Chomas of Bezdin, any other rabbinic requirements from a, from a court. Um, these cases, Onus Mafat and Moti Shemra, are three cases um, where there's a penalty imposed based on from the Torah uh, in various Tzukim. The um, Onus is the rapist, so a person rapes a woman, then he has to pay 50 shekels. Mafata is the guy who seduces a woman, um, so she has her options. Either she can get married to him if they want, and if not, he has to, he, the Mufat has to pay 50 shekels, and the Moti Shemra is a person who falsely claimed that his Arusa, the woman to whom he had entered into the first step of marriage, like given the ring under the chuppah, um, but hadn't um, completed the marriage with Masuin, they hadn't lived together as husband and wife. Uh, in the time of the Mishnah, those two steps in the process were separated by a year often. Now we do both steps essentially in the course of a few minutes, under the chuppah, the ring is given, that's where the erison, and then chuppah occurs, you know, the same night, maybe immediately, whatever constitutes nesuin, and chuppah is whatever it is, um, different opinions, but the point is it happens all, all at once, basically. Whereas in time of the Mishnah, there was a, we would have first the erison, the, the first stage of marriage, and then she, the woman, would continue to live in the home of her father for another year, let's say. So if the husband, I'll call him, um, falsely claims that she actually was adulterous in that period and turns out she wasn't so then he has to pay a fine as a moti shemra as a defamer um, of 100 shekels so those obligations 
of the Onus Mephata in Motsi Shemra, and the truth is, Kol Masa Bezin, any other um, rabbinic court enacted obligation, and the Meshamtin is not released by Shemitah because those are not loans. Hamalva al Mashkon, also, if a person lends um, in exchange for some kind of physical surety, the collateral he gets in his hand, as I explained in the previous Mishnah, that is to say, I lend you $100, and in exchange, um, you give me your $100 pen um, as a surety, as a collateral. So since I'm holding the pen already, now such a loan is considered like as if it were collected in some level, and I have it in my hand already, and that being the case, it Shvita does not release it. Um, if, just to illustrate the point, hypothetically, I loaned you $100, you gave me a $60 pen to hold this collateral, so $60 worth wouldn't be released. Uh, the remaining $40 would would be released, however, because it was uncollateralized. So that's Malvela Mashkon, as opposed to, to the previous Mishnah where I, I made the point of saying a financial lien, an encumbrance on some property in a contract, that's Milva Bishtar, that is released. But if you're Milva Alamashkon with a physical surety, not released. And similarly, Hamoser Shtars Lubezdin, if a person hands over his um, contracts to be enforced by a court, so then Enemeshamtin, no longer are those um, loans uh, released in the Shvita year, um, because the Pasuk specifies um, release of your brother, but uh, that means if it's a fellow Jew who holds obligation, then that loan is is uh, released. Again, it doesn't really matter if the the person who owes the money is rich or poor. The point is just that it's a it's the creditor is an individual person. Whereas if it's been handed over to the Bezdin, so and the Bezdin now has rights to claim um, on this contract or this loan, whatever the story is. So then, um, Pasuk does not relieve uh, the person who owes that debt on that loan, if the Bezin holds claim to it, uh, the Bezin is not your brother, and the Bezin is not, that loan is not therefore released, and so once handing over to the Bezin, um, Shemitah doesn't relinquish and relieve the person who owes on that money, and that will become the basis of the topic of the next Mishnayas, the Prozibol.